Hello, and welcome to the Breathwork Club, a podcast to help you connect with your breathing. My name is Brian Malone, and thank you very much for joining. If you're a new listener, or you're new to the practice of breathwork, it might be useful to go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes of the podcast which covers some of the foundational concepts and techniques of the practice. If you've listened before, welcome back. This episode is more of a personal reflection rather than focusing on any specific technique. And it's a silly enough story, but one which I've been sharing in some classes and trainings recently and I thought it might be nice to share it here too. For context, I have a two-year-old daughter named Lily and she is the most amazing thing that has ever happened to me and she is an incredibly sweet little girl. But she's two, so she has her moments, like all two-year-olds do. A few weeks ago, it was my evening to cook dinner, so myself and Lily took a trip to the shops. Most of the time when I go out with Lily, I don't bring a buggy. I've always loved carrying her in my arms, and she loves being carried, even though she's comfortable walking around now. And I guess I've always been aware that a day will come, and I'm not too far away from it now where I won't be able to carry her around, so I've always just wanted to make the most of it while I can. But obviously, having a buggy to throw a baby into is a pretty handy thing to have, and it's something which I didn't on this trip. We live close to a really lovely cafe called the Fumbly, which also has a great little grocery section selling fruits and vegetables and things like that and as I only need to pick up a couple of things for dinner this is where we went. Fumbly also sells the most amazing peanut butter which they make themselves and sell in glass jars. This peanut butter is also a little bit expensive but it's an expense I'm willing to spend as It's relatively healthy as far as peanut butter goes, super tasty, and we use it all the time. So, as well as my few bits for dinner, I picked up a jar of this peanut butter. Another thing that I hadn't brought with me this day was a bag. And the Fumbly only has paper bags. So, as the lady at the counter is packing up my stuff, She wisely suggests double bagging the groceries to support the weight of the peanut butter. But a pattern of mine, which I think might come from being Irish, is I hate having a fuss made over me. So for no good reason at all, I refuse this sensible offer. Well, myself and Lily leave to head home. I have her in one arm 
and my bag of groceries in the other. It was a windy day and Lily had decided she wanted to put the hood up on her jacket but as we're walking down the road the wind keeps blowing her hood down. This makes her very angry and she starts to get a bit emotional. She started struggling in my arms to keep her hood up and as she does so I'm struggling to hold her up. As all of this is happening I noticed that my bag was starting to break and as it does so it falls to the ground and I hear my jar of delicious expensive peanut butter smash. In this moment I noticed myself getting angry. I started to feel angry at Lily. I felt angry at the wind. I was angry at the bag. And I was even angry at the lady in the shop, even though she was the one who had foreseen all of this happening. And this anger came on quite quickly. But what I also noticed, because these are things that I've practiced, is an increased tension in my body and my breathing. And because of the things that I practiced, I was able to start to let go of that tension in my body and to start to relax my breathing. And as I did so, I was able to let go of a lot of the anger and frustration I was feeling at the situation. I was able to realize that what Lily needed was patience and care, not anger. That what I needed was patience and kindness, because I'm still a pretty new dad and I'm definitely still learning. And that this whole thing was very much my fault. So there was no point in me getting angry at all of the other things involved in the situation. In the grand scheme of things, a broken jar of peanut butter is not the end of the world. So instead of getting angry, I gave Lily a little bit of time to calm down. We tidied up the broken bag and went home in a much more relaxed state. So as I said at the beginning, I know this is a fairly silly story, but there was a time in my life when a situation such as this would have resulted in me losing my temper, it would have affected the rest of my day, or even the rest of my week. I would have reacted in a way that wasn't very kind towards my daughter or myself. I'm also aware of the incredible privilege this story shows as I have the accessibility to expensive peanut butter and that losing money in this way is not a disaster for me. And while obviously people struggle with much more difficult things, I do think we all maybe have our own little versions of 
this kind of situation that pops up in our lives. What it reminds me of is the Buddhist concept of the second darts. In Buddhism, as far as I understand it, and I'm definitely not an expert, it's thought that suffering is an inevitable part of life. Life is characterized by struggle, and that we will all feel different types of physical and emotional pain during our lives. This inevitable suffering is the first dart, and life will throw lots of these at you. Frustration I felt at my peanut butter smashing at a situation not going my way. This is inevitable. Life is not always perfect. And there are going to be many times in life that things won't go the way we'd like it to. But in Buddhism, they also think that many of us add to our suffering through our reactions to it that often the way we react to suffering or discomfort actually increases the amount of suffering or discomfort we are experiencing. These are the second arts, the ones that are not inevitable, but which we choose to throw at ourselves. Me getting angry and frustrated at my situation that is not inevitable. It's a dart that I throw at myself, which only adds to the difficulty of the situation. And I know that I spent a lot of my life throwing plenty of these second darts at myself. Whether it was by losing my temper over small things, talking to myself extremely harshly after experiencing a setback or not getting over things quickly enough and letting suffering drag on way longer than it needed to. But thankfully, there are things we can do to get better at not throwing these second darts. There are things we can do to get better at how we react to difficulty in life. Two of the central practices in Buddhism are mindfulness of the body and mindfulness of the breath. And I think this highlights the importance of developing an embodied sense of self, which for me in simple terms is not identifying yourself solely with your thinking mind. This is important because emotions don't just exist in our heads, they exist in our bodies. And often, rather than trying to think your way out of certain thoughts or think your way out of certain feelings, it can be useful to first deal with the body and the breath to try and find ways to use the body and breath to help 
calm the mind. In this instance, I was able to relax my body and calm my breathing. And in doing so, I was able to take a little step back from angry thoughts. Thinking is obviously not the enemy here, but it is much harder to think clearly if the body and breath are agitated. And again, I'm extremely privileged because many people are not in a situation where they can practice these kinds of things. But I also think that it's those of us with this privilege that have the most responsibility to figure our shit out so that we can contribute to a world where everybody has the best chance possible at reducing their suffering. So as I said, there's no guided practice with this episode, but if any of this resonates with you, I think for me this highlights the benefits of any practice that creates a more attentive relationship to body and breath. And the practices like breathwork are not about taking a break from life, but about learning skills so that in real time we can try to work with our body and our breathing in a way that helps us to live our lives more mindfully. I'm so grateful that I found these practices and the amazing teachers that have helped me along the way before I became a parent. Because I know that all of these practices have made me much more capable of being the parent my daughter deserves. If I was to suggest some practices that fit with the ideas in this episode best, to be the gentle breathing practice from episode 41, the practice shared by Dr. Matt Duar in episode 34, or the second episode on breath awareness, which is the foundational technique of any breathwork practice. So thank you very much for taking the time to listen, and happy breathing.